Hello, hello, Audio Apocalyptica. This is Johnny Franks on Active Radioactive Radio. For the intrepid entrepreneur collecting piles of garbage in the hopes of trading it all for just one more can of Kite Elegante. Just one more can, because you can quit anytime you want to. Coming to you live from my mountaintop bunker with my own supremely intelligent opinions on the world at large. And the world that's small, because Johnny's no sizest. Now, Johnny, I hear you say, Johnny, how can an opinion be intelligent? A person can be, but an opinion is a thought, a notion, a floating bit of gossamer trapped in an eternal zephyr. And let me just say that Johnny's impressed with your voluminous vocabulary. But when you've got a man, and not just any man, but this man, Mr. Johnnington Franks, the 13th Esquire of such monumental perception and acumen, why... Even his opinions shine with the aptitude of ingenuity. Also, I may have found a thesaurus in the, uh, underbuilding. Sure. Now, longtime listeners will know that on my previous episode, I made some bold claims. But that's my style. That's the way Johnny rolls. Gotta stay true to myself and all that jazz. But the bold claim of which I speak was bold even for me, and perhaps I spoke in haste. Because you see, I, well, I swore off robotic companionship. Not of the platonic variety, because let's face it, how else am I going to get the news without an army of mechanical constructs out scouring every dirty little hovel for the sweetest morsel of tasty news? So Johnny speaks of the more intimate varieties of companionship, and hey, don't judge. I don't judge you and that guy you slept with just to steal his drugs after he took one too many rides on the chemical merry-go-round and passed out. I'm talking to you, Holly, but you already knew that. My point is, yes, sure, we'd all prefer the cozy embrace of a fellow human, but that's not possible for all of us, or even most of us, now is it? I mean, not that I couldn't get a nice fella, or lady, or both, if I wanted. I'm ripe with such animal magnetism, I'd have to turn down more than I could ever satisfy. Uh, And I mean, I could satisfy a lot. It's not like Johnny has intimacy issues, where if he were in front of a warm body, he might have a really difficult time getting past the fact that we're all so fragile and soft and weak and... Oh, God, we're all gonna die, aren't we? But it's really not that, no, and it's definitely not a performance issue. Really not. I love you, dear listeners, but you're not here, are you? Because that would mean I'd have to let you into the bunker. And then I open myself to a world of hurt. Like viruses, and dysentery, and, uh, I don't know, neuralgia. Not to mention, I'd eventually break your heart, because I'm just way too much man for any one person to handle. Sometimes it's just nice to have someone to hold, even if they are physically very cold and have a heart made of literal steel. But on with the news and happenings here in the good old Lefton. Previously, we've heard reports of the LT militia that's formed down at Camp Hodge, and both yours truly and the surreptitious snaker Remick had voiced concerns about their activities and their lack of authority slash accountability. We also displayed a general skepticism about their self-professed altruism. But reports are that Oksana's restaurant recently came under attack from a group of bandits in search of a free supper. Now, Oksana and Katrina are no slouches in self-defense, believe me, but numbers were not on their side. The bandits smashed their windows, broke down the door, and poured into the building to spill the blood of numerous innocent customers. Oksana and Katrina put down a number of them, but were overwhelmed through no fault of their own. And 
that's when Lieutenant Lucy and the LT rode in and shot the place up. It was a bloody massacre. Katrina and Oksana were saved, and not another innocent life was lost in what's come to be known as the Battle of Barstow. Word is, not a single member of the LT went with an empty belly that night. Such was Oksana's gratitude. So I guess that just goes to show you, you never really know what's in someone's heart. And if, if I was wrong about the LT, Johnny's a stand-up guy, and I'll be the first to admit it. So they have my apologies for now. Just remember, even after someone shows you what's in their heart, you better hope and pray there's not something else inky and jagged hiding further down. Now let's climb back on track and fire up the hot, sexy tune engine. Here's Delta Dreambox with Song X.
I don't know about any kitties, but for just about everything else you need, these ladies have you covered. It's the Oksana and Janice team-up no one asked for. Hello? Hello? Is this thing on? I've only done this once before, you know. Oh, for... Yes, Mom! You know, it's really not that hard. You press the button and you talk. Well, I get distracted! You know, attack from bandits and crazy people asking me to fix stupid dolls. You should be cutting with the slack. Slack. Right. The world's gone to shit, and yesterday I found a rat burrowing inside a dead, much bigger rat. But sure, yeah, let's complain about buttons. You want to keep complaining? I can show you something I know more about. Like knives. I know all about those, too. You bought them from me, remember? Unimportant. It wasn't all that long ago. Maybe all that stew is riding your brain. Maybe. You sell me tainted knives that affect my brain and then blame it on my stew, eh? Please! My God, I swear. She started it. True, I did. And I'd do it again. Can we just get on with this, please? Can you just edit this out? I have no way to do that. Oh, I could burn it for you. With my flamethrower that throws flames. Then how would we send it to Johnny Franks? Look, I'm just offering. Okay, do you want to increase business or not? Ah, well, I mean, sure. Ever since Julio set up that Roboporium, my sales have been tanking. Same for me. Robots cooking people meals at home means less people to eat my stew, which means less money. So we need more commercials to make more money. I am very clever. Mm. <clears throat> but I think the point that both of these ladies are trying to make is that, sure, you could go to Julio's Reboporium and purchase some not-alive metal beings with frigid computer fingers to poke your food. And maybe they can improve the efficiency and accuracy of your guns, but they'd be calibrated for robo-hands and not the soft, supple skin of us humans. No one has soft skin anymore. Rough calluses from working hands for everyone only. Nevertheless, my point stands. Would you not rather have real food prepared by real people with a real person touch? Oh, you are all about the real people with your food. What does that mean? You know just what it means. But hey, people, listen... Are you just going to sit around like some pampered ninny and let robots do all your killing? Uh, I mean, not that you should kill. I am firmly anti-murder, as I have made perfectly clear. But look, you know and I know that you're going to murder anyway, and what's the point if you can't get some cheap thrill from doing it yourself? You sickos! Please. 
look. I'm burning all the blood stains away. My table! My flamethrower! I'm sure the fire and blood will be gone by the time you arrive, right? How long could it take to clean up? Let's, uh, lighten the mood with an old-time music mystery. Here's They Can't Find Kelly by Billy Merson. Another man has also found what radium can do To fly around up in the air They've also found a plan But they can't find Kelly from the Isle of Man Cook and Perry found the fall if their reports are true Another man has also found what radium can do To fly around up in the air They've also found a plan They can't find Kelly from the Isle of Man Good gracious me, all these scientists all these great detectives and great explorers, and they can't find Kelly. Why, they couldn't find how Mrs. Brown's baby caught the measles. <laughs> Fancy a little fellow in the Isle of Man baffling all these people and putting the whole world in, in mystery. It's ridiculous, you know. Just uh, finding they are trying hard by all the Porson Scotland Yard are searching all the country through in hopes to bring him back. There's no mistake, he takes the cake, but Sherlock Holmes and Six and Blake have had a dozen bloodhounds and for weeks been on his track. A big reward is offered to who finds the missing link. And certainly it's humorous when you only force to think the coop and Beery found the pole if their reports are true. Another man has also found what radium can do to fly around up in the air. They've also found the plan. They can't find Kelly from the Isle of Man. I should think they couldn't find him. I'll bet they haven't searched all the public houses. <laughs> Soon find him then, eh? I would, I'll bet. They can't find Kelly from the Isle of Man. Maybe I couldn't find Kelly. I wouldn't know. I haven't really tried. But you know what I did find? Johnny's mail sack. JSG underscore temp writes, So I have this friend. He's a writer and he's working through the last bit. He's really busy and has many things on his plate. In this post-apocalyptic world, how do I motivate him to finish? Asking for a friend. Lots of friends. Well, JSG... Jizzig, let me tell you something. If you can find time, any time, to create a work of art in any medium in this crazy, mixed-up, hope-and-soul-crushing world we live in, carry on! Every bit of you that you put into your art and send into the world is a light bulb with the power to brighten someone's day. Who knows when someone in need of an escape or, or a pick-me-up or a distraction from the pain of eight fingers just bitten off by a cootie will hear it and it'll be just the thing to get them through. So my question to you, Jizzig, and what you gotta ask yourself is, how could you not finish it? You owe it to yourself and to the world to make things better. And it's not for you to say whether your art does or does not succeed at that very task. No, it's for you to make it, put it out there, let it fly, and then get to making more. 
just get your own damn radio station to air it on, because this one's mine. And you can't have it. Now, I, uh... I've got another audio message. Inside a, uh, bloody sock. Um... state this clearly enough, Joe. Do not take socks from the living. Also, do not send me any more bloody socks, especially ones with stray toes in the bottom. (sighs) Okay, maybe you were on to something when you said you'd make socks. Just like what I said to Jizzig. Why, you'd be creating and adding something beautiful to the world. Or, let's face it, probably adding something ugly, because I don't see what kind of yarn or cloth you could possibly find that isn't already chock-full of putrescence. But, you take that putrescent yarn, Joe, and you knit it into some ugly-ass socks, and you give them to someone with woefully unsocked feet, and you say, No more! No more unsocked feet when Joe's around. And maybe leave the old bloody socks where you find them. At the very least, don't send them to me, I'm... All full up on extra loose toes. Now let's check in with someone who still has all her own original toes, as far as we know. Take it away, Remick. Johnny, oh my god, I have actual news. You'll never guess who I met. Never. Seriously, guess. I'm gonna leave a few seconds here so you can throw out your wrong answers. Eh, wrong. I met Dexter Benchley. It was like I was talking to a celebrity or something. I I don't even know what he was doing in Clanktown because I sort of forgot to ask him because I was so excited. And yeah, he looks just like you'd think from his voice. You know, about yay high with arms and legs and stuff. Okay, so we didn't talk long. I mostly just said hi. I don't think he even knows I've been sending you his logs. He's heard your show, but mostly just the tunes seemed only a tiny bit aware of you. Yikes, I can hear your ego exploding from here. Anyway, I found his sixth log, which I guess was recorded a little while back. Not sure, really, but, um, here it is. Next eventually, log six. I remembered that Oksana lady had a lot of aprons. Like, a lot of them. So I figured maybe she could fix Henrietta, and I was right. 
But she wanted payment in return, so I had to work it off. And now I know where her meat comes from. I am never taking you there. But, you know, she had a radio on, and I heard this guy. Uh, Donnie, Donnie Blanks. That's right, Donnie Blanks. Is, that was his name, yeah. I didn't get to hear a lot of it, but what I did hear? Wow. It's amazing what music can do. He's doing a public service. With the news, sure, I guess. And, well, he's kind of a jackass. But life out here is so hard, and people have it so rough. But here, here's a guy who's just doing what he can to share art and bring a little light back into the world. You know, I can't remember the last time I heard music. It's full of humor and charm, heartbreak and love, and sometimes a bit of the physical stuff you'll learn about when you're older. <laughs> but, um, but I'm going to save up and get us a radio of our own. And you're going to love it. Music is everything. It's filled me with so much hope. Onward I march. Absolutely not touching the Oksana news in this one. Nope, nope, nope. All right, I guess that'll do it. So, nice talking to you, as usual, but, um, gotta get back to work before my boss turns into a red, yelly rage head again. Oh, and I saw the robot tracks near my house because, hello, I'm Remick. Duh. Um, I just wanted to say thanks for having them keep a respectable distance this time. Um, and I guess thanks for still being interested. But how could you not? As I said, and as you know, I'm Remick. Ha! <laughs> Bye! Uh, what? <laughs> Johnny's ego is just fine? Yeah. I mean, I can take it. I made it tougher stuff than you. Okay, maybe not than you, Remick, but someone, I'm sure. I'm definitely tougher stuff than Donnie Blanks. That guy's super insecure. And Dexter, if you can hear this, thanks for listening. And by the way, my name is Johnny Franks, and this show is called Active Radio, Active Radio. Everybody got it now? Good. Now, folks, if you want to help brighten the days of our fellow apocalypse survivors, well, there's one surefire way to do it. Drop me a line at Mountaintop Stud on the Twitters or email host at ActiveRadioActiveRadio.com. Be sure to include the words OK to air so Johnny knows that you're fully on board with what we're trying to do here. And of course you are on board, aren't you? In fact, you're probably on a board because who's got a mattress out there? I suspect none of you. I have one, though, and a pillow. You're all jealous, I know. Until next time, my audio apocalyptica, keep the art of flowing to keep your spirit of flying and keep your Johnny Franks. Active Radioactive Radio, Episode 5, Johnny Brings the Joy. Featuring the voice talents of Jack Kalk as Johnny Franks, Catherine Pride as Oksana, Catherine Pride as Katrina, Darian Lindell as Janice, Philip Weber as Joe, Jesse Moore as Remick, and Dave Morgan as Dexter. Written and directed by Jeffrey and Susan Bridges. Joe's Question, written by Dragon X Blink. Assistant Director, Anna Rodriguez. Active Radioactive Radio Team, taken from Mainstem by the United States Army Band's Pershing Zone. Featured Music Selections. Song X by Delta Dreambucks 
under the CC by NC SA 3.0 license. And They Can't Find Kelly by Billy Merson under the CCO 1.0 Universal License. Active Radioactive Radio, created by Jeffrey and Susan Bridges. Copyright 2016, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. Thank <laughs> you.